Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Blessings and greetings to my faithful listeners to this podcast channel. Thank you for listening and being a supporter of this ministry on Sharing the Word. I want to thank those who have been donating to our ministry to keep us live on the air. And for those who are listening for the first time, please feel free to take the time to support this podcast uh, with a small monthly donation to help us in our future episodes. And we are a non-profit 501c3 parachurch organization, and your donation is tax deductible. So we want to say thank you. Please follow the link below on on this podcast channel. Today we're going to talk about rules for godly living. Now we all are in a society that have abandoned rules and people are making up rules as they go. But my friends, we have to be people that follow the laws of this land because the Bible tells us we must obey the authorities and leadership that govern our society. And when we follow the laws of this land, we don't have any fear of being arrested or having our possessions taken from us because we're following the rules. Now, being a person who was in the military for 27 years, I had to follow a lot of rules. And the rules that governed my actions was from the Uniform Code of Military Justice. And for those who have military experience would know what I'm talking about. The rules that govern my conduct today and every day is the Word of God. The Ten Commandments. The teachings from our patriarchs, our prophets. From the Old Testament to the New Testament. I obey the Word of God. Jesus even said to the Pharisees that the law is summed up with this one commandment. To love God with all your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second to that piece is to love your neighbor as yourself. So if the law is difficult for you, then just think of it this way. Just like all the laws of the land. Love. If you can simply love, you're obeying the law. If you hate, if you slander... If you um, show anger and sin with anger, if you lust, you serve other gods of of this world, and gods don't have to be just man-made, gods could be something that you form in your mind. But we have to remember that to be a Christian is to be a Christian that is marked and sealed by the Holy Ghost as a person of love. So being a Christian, how do you show the difference, differentiate between the unsaved and the saved world of Christians? There's the unsaved world and there's the people in this world that are Christians that believe in God. Well, the Bible is reminding me that I must think of things According to Philippians 4 as well, things that are pure, lovely, and gracious, and always remember that my citizenship, listen to me, my citizenship is in heaven. 
So I'm only on earth now as a born-again believer with a mission to show that the Word of God, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is summed up with this commandment. Love God and love your neighbor. Love everybody. And if we don't know how to do it, look at the examples through the Bible. Look at Jesus' examples through the New Testament, the Gospels. Forgive somebody. That truly is a powerful message to the world. When somebody's wronged you, you forgive them. If your family is against you, forgive them. If your best friend betrayed you, forgive them. If your business partner cheated on you, forgive him or her. Forgiveness is the hallmark of a Christian. Love, not just those who love you, but love your enemies. Do good to everyone. Give somebody something to drink when they're thirsty. Food to eat if they're hungry. And maybe give them the clothes off your back, knowing that you have spare at home. We're not seeing a lot of Christian activity on the news. We're not seeing people uh, marching for righteousness or godliness or holiness. We're just not seeing enough. I'm sure there's some activity, but the news is not going to show you that. But why not show it more in your neighborhood? At work. Wherever you go. It is very disappointing to be watching news today and we wonder, where's the Christians? Christians are burying their head in the sand. They're hiding under a table, as the Bible says. You, you, you have to show the light. You have to show the world that Christians do exist. And the way we exist is to defend the helpless. How many times have you seen on TV, the news, and seen somebody walk down the street, punch somebody in the head, woman, child, it doesn't matter who it is, an elderly person, and no one does anything. Now, for some who see it, they would say, oh, if I was there, I would do the following. I hope so. Because if you're stating that, you may be tested. I hope you would do that. Always defend the weak. The Bible tells us to do that. So, my friends, we have to stand up. We have to take time to say, I will not be silent anymore, and I will not live, listen to me, I will not live as the world is living. Because no one's going to know you're a Christian if you're already, if you're already doing the things the world does. If you're living in fear, you can't tell me you're a Christian. If you're living with um, immoral conduct, you can't tell the world you're a Christian. They're not going to buy it. They're not going to believe you. If you say you're a believer, then separate yourself from the things of this world. Because if you still love the things of this world, listen to me, then the love of God is not in you. Now, now I'm going to tell you, if you say you love God, but you're living like you're in the world, and you love the things of this world too, then the love of God is not in you. Listen to me, friends. You cannot live and love the things of this world more than the things of God. 
but yet tell everybody you love God. But tell everybody that you're a born-again believer. Tell everybody you, you used to go to church, or sometimes you go to church because of the pandemic restriction. But if you're telling people you're a believer, and you're doing the things that the world is doing, and you love the things of this world, the Bible says the love of God is not in you. Now in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. You hear me? Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has done, does not come from the Father, but from the world. The world and all his desires are passing away, but the man who does the will of God will live forever. That's in 1 John chapter 2. Now today we're talking about Colossians chapter 3, rules for godly living, godly living and holy living. But we have to remember, we have to separate ourselves from the world in our conduct, in our speech, even in our thinking. Because if you're saying you love God, then show the world that you're a Christian. Sure, you're going to be hated. Sure, people are going to attack you or make fun of you. I get it. Get used to it. The Bible warned us, told us, that's part of the job description. But if you're going to now live as the world is living, it's going to be very difficult for the world to believe you when you say you're a Christian if you're doing the very things that they do. Then you're a hypocrite, right? So the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 2, Think about the things that are in heaven, not the things of the earth. For we die to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So we have to start looking at that the seed of God is in us. We are in him. The things of this world have passed away. We become a new creature in Christ. The old has gone. Therefore, we must show that distinction. Here's a distinction that I can relate to. When I became a naval officer, I shed off, let's say, my enlisted um, clothing to put on officer clothing. But before I joined the military, I went from a civilian to now in the military. My life changes with transformation. My life changes through evolution. My life has changed through self-actualization. So when you become a born-again believer, you have shed off, you have pulled off, you have put to death the old nature, and now wear the new nature. Once you know you're wearing Christ, you cannot act and behave like things in this world. Verse 5, so put to death the sinful earthly thinking, or put to death, let me read that again, verse 5. Here's verse 5 in Colossians 3. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. Worshipping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Now earlier I just said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of the sinful man which now I just 
referred to in Colossians 3, starting in verse 5. The lust of the eyes and the boasting of what he has, has or does comes not from the Father, but from the world. And the world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. So that's 1 John 2.15. But Colossians 3 is telling us have nothing to do with the sinful man. Have nothing to do with the things of the desires of the world. And the desires of the world are sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy. Greed equals idolatry. And God will not share first place with anything that we are greedy for or have eyes for in this world. Because the Bible is now telling us in Colossians 3, because these sins, the anger of God is coming. Now, Paul is reminding Colossia, the church in Colossia, that you have to be a person that has changed. If you're changed, like you were an infant, now you're an adult. You had old clothes, now you got new clothes. My life, you were civilian, now you're military. You have to show that you have changed. If you have not changed... It's going to be difficult to try to convince people that you are something different when the old nature or the old things you still keep doing. So if you're a Christian and you still lust, you still commit adultery, you still worship false gods, you still are greedy and all these other things that Paul is warning us about, then you have the love of the world versus the desire for God and the things that you love for in this world are passing away and the anger of God will be upon you, as the Bible says, for those who continue to live in this sin. God's judgment is here. God's righteousness prevails. God's mercy endures forever. He's a holy God. He's a just God. He's a merciful God. But he will punish sin, my friends. And don't tell people you are something if you cannot perform or behave in the manner and the attitude and the conduct that governs what you say you are. The word of God dictates to us how we must live. Love God, love your neighbor. Amen? So the rules for holy living in Colossians 3 says this in verse 7. You used to do these things when you were, let's say, young in your life. But it just says in verse 7, you used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. So you could say, yeah, when I was young, I used to do this in my 20s or 30s. And I was a young believer, and therefore, no, put away, crucify the flesh. So in verse 7, I'll read it completely. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. See, everything I just listed here is what the world does. But how many people are walking around saying, hey, I'm a born-again believer. They're not broadcasting that. They're not declaring that. They're not wearing a hat that says, I'm born again. They may put a MAGA hat on. They may put a Democratic shirt on. They may put some uh, you know, business jersey on that says they belong to this company. But no one is really running around with a hat or a t-shirt all over the place saying, I'm a conservative. I'm a Christian. Your conduct would tell the world you're that. Not a label on your head or your shirt 
or a little decal, fish decal on your, on your car. Show people you are Christ. Listen to me. You are in Christ. You are a Christian by behaving the way Jesus behaved. Loving, forgiving, walking in faith, walking in holiness. That's how the world's going to know that you are born again. So in verse 7, it says, we used to have all this anger. Remember, be angry and sin not. We used to have rage. Now you don't. We used to do malicious talking and malicious behavior and slander. We don't now. Why? Because we are born again. Don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature. Listen to me. You have stripped it off. And you have put on the new nature, which is through Christ Jesus. Do I hear an amen? Put on your new nature, in verse 10. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. I want to know Christ by getting up every day, praising him, worshiping, reading my Bible. Go through the day in the midday during lunchtime. I'm praying to him. I'm worshiping. I'm seeking him. Through the mid-afternoon to the late evening hours, I'm still seeking the Lord. Why? The more I spend time with him, listen to me, the more I spend time with him, the more I become like him. The more you spend time in the word, you become more of a person of the word. The more you spend time in praise, the more you're going to be a person of praise. But if you spend more time watching TV, getting to the point where you're getting exhausted and depressed, watching the news, or you watch all this other sinful stuff or behave in the way the world behaves, it's going to be difficult to show Christ if you're acting like the world. Because that's what you're eating and that's what you're putting on daily. Take off the old nature. Take off the things of this world. Put on Jesus Christ and the world will see you are different. Just like wearing a new suit, wearing new clothes, people notice. You keep wearing the same old spotty clothes with rips and tears, people are going to know you're just like the world. Put on Christ every day, my friends. Put on the robe of righteousness and show the world that you are proud to be a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now, what's all the, the other rules? Looking at Colossians 3. Before I get into that, let me stop here for a quick message. Help us continue to share the word globally by becoming a faithful monthly supporter. Click the support button on your Share the Word podcast channel or visit us at our website at TLDM Evangelistic Radio Network slash donate. Now that we have put on the new nature, which is in Christ Jesus, the old nature is gone. Renew your mind daily. Renew your spirit daily. The renew your mind and spirit daily is waking up with a spirit of praise, thanksgiving in your heart, in the word, and making sure your mind is fed the word of God and only saying things and maybe even watching things that make your mind grow in the knowledge of him. Verse 12 of Colossians 3 says this, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, listen to me friends, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now that's your wardrobe getting up in the morning. Putting on the full armor of God if we want to say that. Verse 13 of Colossians 3, 
Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. You know, this one, this verse here, I, I have to be honest, everybody gets insulted so easily today. Everybody gets offended. Everybody's angry because of the mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Everybody's just angry, angry, and offended, offended. You said this. You believe that. You you are that. Give me a break. I always say, give me a break. Stop it, people. It says, make allowance for each other's faults. We all mess up, say things we shouldn't say, and do things we shouldn't do. But forgive one another. And don't be easily offended. The offenses of this world have been crucified at Calvary. So forgive everyone, as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you. And above all, verse 14, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Verse 15, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So my friends, the message as we close is this. Put on the robe of righteousness. Put on the attitude of praise. Renew your mind through the word of God. And simply, above all, love. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. More powerful than hate, Unforgiveness, anger, love binds us all together. I've said in my previous messages, I don't care what group you belong to. I don't care what ethnic group you belong to, what your color of your skin. I don't care what your social uh, class is, if you will, your, your caste system that you belong to. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, or independent in politics. I don't care. I don't care if you're part of the LGBTQ community. I don't care about all that. I care that we all love one another and we're tolerant to one another because through love we can bind everybody together. Do I hear an amen? It doesn't mean I have to agree what you believe in or what you do, but the point here is love, listen to me, covers a multitude of sins. And if you want me to put it in a simpler vernacular, love covers a multitude of differences. We all have them, but we got to love one another. Jesus dealt with the differences in his generation between the Samaritans, the Gentiles, the Jewish believers that had these attitudes because some were Sadducees, some were Pharisees. We, we had scribes. We had people who were just all over the place. They didn't obey the Torah correctly. They had man-made rules to follow it. So the whole point here is Jesus still showed tolerance and love. Amen. So we have to make allowances for each other's faults because we all mess up. Romans tells us we all sin and fall short to the glory of God. Do I hear an amen? So to live in perfect harmony, we must clothe ourselves with love. To be in perfect harmony with one another, we have to be careful not to be intolerant but to be tolerant to those who strive. Listen to me. Be tolerant to those who strive to be harmonious with one another, to love somebody, to forgive somebody, and to accept people for who they are. 
Again, I'm not here to talk about all the sins that are listed in the Bible. Because love covers a multitude of sins. But if you're claiming to be a Christian, you must love one another. You must forgive one, one another. And you must make allowances for other people. Meaning, teach them with a loving heart. Teach them gently. Be prepared to always give a defense of the hope that's in you, according to 1 Peter 5. But do it with gentleness and reverence. Amen? So I hope this rules for godly living have helped you, and I hope you'll be able to apply them in your life. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we're going to have our series on how to apply the book of Ecclesiastes in today's world. I look forward to that teaching. 12 weeks. Join me again on sharing the word on this podcast channel. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ.